And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Athletic Baseball Show. It is Monday, May 8th, and this is On Deck, episode number one. This is a new show that will drop into your feed every Monday and Thursday morning and prepare you for the next set of series in Major League Baseball. I'm Stephen Nesbitt, a national baseball writer for The Athletic, and I'm here with Levi Weaver, who writes The Athletic's daily baseball newsletter, the wind-up each weekday with this um, kid reporter, Ken, Kenny, Ken Rosenthal. Uh, Levi, really nice of you to let him take along. Yeah, he's been uh, very helpful as my intern so far on this uh, on this newsletter. Uh, it's, it's exciting. This is episode one of the podcast. This is like opening day. We get a second opening day a month into the season. I can't believe it. On today's show, we are going to catch up on what, what the Cardinals have rendered me speechless 15 seconds into our first podcast. We're going to look at the, the Wilson Contreras situation at, at catcher. I mean, not catcher. They're heading into a series with the Cubs at Wrigley. And uh, then we're also going to touch on a few key series and we're going to make our picks for a brand new game called the Homer Chase. I mean, simple enough. What's happening to the Cardinals is you signed the best catcher on the market for five years, 87.5 million. And what are we a month into the season? And he is now your DH and, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, this just in no longer an outfielder that was scratched last minute. It lasted all of one day. The timeline, if you didn't pay attention or you live under a rock or you actually do things with your weekend, is the Cardinals have been really, really, really bad. They're 11-24 and 24 after nearly getting swept at home by the Tigers, who are not a particularly good baseball team either. They needed a, a huge defensive meltdown by the Tigers to, to pull out the last game of that one. And they decide the answer to all this and all that has gone wrong is that Wilson Contreras should move to DH in outfield full-time. This was apparently not communicated to him before it was communicated to reporters because it gets reported by Katie Wu, who writes for us and does a wonderful job on the Cardinals. And then she goes and talks to Wilson Contreras and he says, oh, I wanted to catch because it's my job. And uh, But if they need me at DH, that's okay. Notice he didn't mention outfield in that he's played a couple a little bit of outfield with the Cubs, but not well, and uh, not for quite a long time. And they come back on Sunday and say, oh, we're not actually going to do the outfield thing. We're going to go a different direction, and it's just DH. So to be very clear, they signed a DH for five years and $87.5 million, and that's that's where they are, Levi. That's that's where the Cardinals are today. That's the answer. Does Ali Marmol have a communication problem? I hearken back to the, to the Tyler O'Neill thing earlier this year. And I'm not in the I'm not in the room. I don't know. I read Katie's reporting. I read other reporting, but it just seems like he does not quite have the order of events down. Wherein you talk to a player and get that sorted out and decide what you want the messaging to be. And I, I hey, as a reporter, I love it. I loved getting unfiltered stuff from managers. It was wonderful. It never happened when I was in Texas because they would always sit down and have a talk first, and they would either come up with some palatable excuse in your report. Well, the team is saying this, and then you get to speculate on whether that's actually true or not. Or they would just say, well, we can't comment on that. And then you would speculate on it. And 
it doesn't seem great. Speaking of the Rangers, I'm, this all reminds me of back in 2015 when the Rangers didn't really have a left fielder. And so Mike Napoli played left field for them. And let me tell you, that was a disaster. They needed his bat in the lineup, but about the sixth or seventh inning of every game that they were leading, out goes Napoli, in comes Will Venable, um, moving catchers to outfield. And I know Contreras is not Mike Napoli, but that did not seem like it was a particularly well thought out idea. And turns out it wasn't because they're not doing it. It doesn't worsen their outfield logjam, which they've had since way before the season began. They started the season with, on the opening day roster, Alec Burleson, Dylan Carlson, Lars Newtbar, Tyler O'Neill, Jordan Walker, and had Juan Yepes, who has come up since and can play outfield as well as DH and first base. So they have too many guys to the point where it feels like every show we're hearing, could they trade him somebody to the Guardians for a pitcher? They need pitchers. Could they trade him to, to the Marlins? Like anything to lessen that log jam. And so tossing another guy in didn't make any sense. So they realized that after 24 hours. But I don't know that this actually helps them that much either because they had Nolan Gorman going basically every day at DH and he's really hit his stride and so this is going to force him to second base where he's played plenty which is fine but that means there's only one spot left for Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan, Paul DeYoung like they I don't think they're actually solving a problem here they're maybe creating one in the way that they're presenting this as well things were just happening so fast we, we you know we, lines got crossed we didn't get to communicate it's like you could have taken your time on this one this is not something that is going to fix an 11 and 24 team that the problem really by and large, is the pitching staff more than anything? Well, I think that was part of what they said, you know, is that they want him to continue to develop as a catcher and that maybe the rapport isn't there with the Cardinals, which, you know, sure, you're taking over for Yadi Molina. It's going to be a transition period, but I don't know how not catching those pitchers is going to help him catch those pitchers better. As a long-term seasoned veteran of MLB The Show, I do have a potential solution, which is they just sign Ricky Henderson, Nolan Ryan, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays, and then trade all those other guys. It's super simple. I don't know why they don't just do that. It always made sense that the handoff was going to be from Yadi Molina to Andrew Kisner. And they tried to squeeze Wilson Contreras into that gap. Never made sense. And, I'm, you know, it just makes sense. He's going to wind up at DH. They are set the rest of the way. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, it's time for us to take a look at our top series of the week. We've got an AL West extravaganza. The Astros and the Angels are facing off. Meanwhile, the Rangers and the Mariners are also going head-to-head. Who would have thought that the AL West would be one of the more interesting divisions in baseball? But it turns out they are. Let's let's start with the Astros and the Angels. Uh, I'm not asking for predictions, but let's get your your take on, on what makes this an interesting series. Yeah, so... 
if you haven't paid attention to what the standings are today, the Rangers are kind of a little bit running away with things. Not really, but way more than we thought they ever would. And they're followed by the Angels, followed by the Astros, followed by the Mariners, and they're all at 500 or better right now. So all those teams really have, they have a shot at this division. And the, oh, whoa, 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 Nelly. Okay, it says here Oakland is 8-27. and 27. I don't think that's real. That's definitely real. They've won eight games. That's shocking. I think the battle for the soul of the AL West will come down to one of the four teams we're talking about here. So the Houston Astros, we start with them, the defending champs. They are not doing great. They're a 500 team right now who has aspirations of being far, far better, expectations of being far, far better. And they're coming off a series where they beat the Mariners in game one and then lost games two and three. And then they go on the road to the Angels. Now, you typically would pick head-to-head the Astros eight times out of ten here. I think they are the better team. However, things have lined up for the Angels in a way that I think they could continue to ride what they've been doing. They're 19 and 16 today, just behind Texas. Shohei is being Shohei right now. Uh, Mike Trout has been great. So long as they stay healthy, I think they they've put together this season. Maybe we, we didn't get uh, if I didn't get fooled by last season. A team that around those two players seems to be much more competent. And so I do think the onus is on on the Astros to put a foot down here and, and figure something out because they've uh, they've really had some trouble getting going this season. I was shocked when I looked this up. I decided to see where the Astros ranked in Team OPS. They are at 677, which ranks them 26th in the league. That's just below the Kansas City Royals, if you want a comparison. The thing that's, that has been keeping the Astros afloat has been their pitching. They had a 332 team ERA. That's second in the league, right? But they've also had a couple of starters get injured now. Luis Garcia is going to have to have Tommy John surgery. So it is definitely a, a situation where like, it, it's shocking, honestly, that the Astros offense has been this bad. And I, I get it. Altuve's out. I, you know, Alvarez has had a couple of injury concerns. Bregman got off to a slow start, but that is not a team that you're used to seeing. Like I got down to about 15th in team OPS and I was like, oh, I missed them. Let me go back up to the top and scroll through again slowly. And I got back down to 15th, 16th. Where the heck are they at? 26th in the league. The Angels honestly are a little better than I expected them to be. And maybe that's just not that I was an Angels fan or anything. If I were an Angels fan, you get hurt enough times and you learn not to trust them. It always seems every year like they do a lot in the offseason. You go, all right, maybe this is the year. Maybe they finally make the postseason. Every year they manage to uh, not. And this year they looked really bad against the Rangers today where they lost, I think it was 16 to 8, but they seem to be close or at least close to doing it. So yeah, I mean, Mike Trout is having a Mike Trout season. I kind of, like you said, you take the Astros eight times out of 10, but I think I think I would actually expect the Angels to win this series. So a couple of the series to touch on quickly, we have uh, the Rangers and the Mariners. Like I said, Mariners just took that series from Houston. And Texas right now, as, as you well know, Levi, looks like a, a top five team, which would have been absurd to say, especially if I told you before the season that Jake DeGrom was not going to be pitching every fifth day. Yeah, I mean, they're 20 and 13, and honestly, I think four losses in the last week were losses that they led and their bullpen just coughed up. So it's a little early to be hitting the trade market for relievers in early May, and not a whole lot of teams are willing to publicly say that they're giving up on the season. But I think once that time of year comes around, that's going to be a focus for them at the deadline. If they can patch it together, the offense has been phenomenal. I mean, they have the third best OPS in the league uh, at 800. And they look really good. Meanwhile, the Seattle pitching has been good, but their offense has been really struggly this year. That's a word that's going to get me kicked off of a, of a podcast if I'm not careful. Yeah, I mean, I think the Rangers should be favored here, even though the series is in Seattle. The series I wanted to touch on really quickly was Tampa Bay-Baltimore. Surprisingly, 
not only the best teams in the AL East as we stand here a month into the season, but also two of the very best teams in the league by record. They're first and third. They're doing it in different ways. You know, the, the Rays have a, sort of an otherworldly run differential up over 115. The Orioles have done it with a kind of patchwork pitching rotation. They have a great back end of the bullpen. But the starters, I think the best ERA they have is a maybe one below a 4-5, and that's uh, Tyler Wells. So the Rays have done it every which way. It's hard to it's hard to knock them, and we just really have to see how this plays out for the Rays. The way they've started, I think it's 11 guys uh, have an OPS above league average, which is more than guys that you need to stuff in a single-day lineup. So it's much easier to point to who hasn't started well than to say who has, but uh, they did lose Pete Fairbanks to the, to the injured list. They're closer. They shuffle Jason Adam in. So this series, great one to watch. Mine is not because either of these teams are World Series contenders, but just because I'm interested. It's Cleveland and Detroit. Cleveland's 16 and 18. Detroit is 15 and 18. And that is a whole lot closer than I expected them to be for opposite reasons. I expected Detroit to be much worse. They've come on a little bit lately. I expect to be Cleveland to be much better. You can tell which stat I looked up this week. They rank dead last. This is behind the A's in Team OPS at 631. And also they've only hit 18 home runs. That ranks them last in the league. And so I, I am interested to see if this is a, a series where Cleveland writes the ship or if this is going to become a complete crisis as the, everyone chases the twins in that ever elusive, ever available. What's the word I'm looking for? The, the AL Central is always just a mess and anybody could always win it. One dumb note, uh, Cleveland starters for this series are uh, Bybee, Beaver, and uh, well, Battenfield. So, <laughs> so there's that. That's my interesting series to watch this weekend. Would you tell us about this game that we're going to play? Because I am very competitive. I want to win. I need to know what the rules are. So we are going to end every one of our episodes with, I guess, feeding our, our competitive side in one way or another. Our Monday event is the Homer Chase, and this is where you pick one player per week. Uh, you uh, tally up all the home runs that player hits, and that adds up to our cumulative total for each of our teams, Team Levi, Team Steven. And here's the tweak I added at the last minute here is you can only pick one player per team for the rest of the season. So the math adds up. We're going to get to the finish line, and we will not have used a couple of teams, but it does mean you can't pick the same guy or the same team the whole time. So this is going to get wild. Levi, who are you going with your week one Homer Chase contestant? Okay, so uh, I decided to get the White Sox off the board, first and foremost, and I looked up team who led the league in home runs allowed. I didn't see Ken Waldachuk pitching for the A's, so Jordan Lyles is next in line. He's allowed 11. He's facing the White Sox. The White Sox team leader in home runs is uh, Luis Robert, Robert Lubob, uh, with seven, so that's my that's my pick. So I'm going to make a terrible pick to start off because I want you to get out to a nice lead. But actually, this is a, a bad pick because it, it rules out his teammate. But I'm taking Anthony Rizzo this week. And oh my gosh. terrible You're pick. You're just taking Jeff completely off the board for yourself. Right. I'm, I'm handcuffing myself a little bit. The reason being, though, is that the Yankees host the Athletics and then the Rays this week. And so it's it's a week of game in the Bronx. So I'll take that. And the A's, you know, shout out to Ken Waldachuk you just mentioned. Uh, have allowed the most homers in the league despite playing most of the time in a pitcher's ballpark in Oakland. So I'm going to hope that Anthony Rizzo you know, gets off to a big start the start of the week and then can make something happen. But I feel like every time I, <clears throat> I turn on the highlights, he's getting under something and pulling it to the, to the right side into the short porch. So I'm going to count on that happening. And for once, I'll, I'll sort of be rooting for it. It's a bold choice. 
I can't believe you took Judge off the board for yourself. I'll take him later this season for sure. Uh, but for now, I'm I'm hoping that Jordan Lyles does what I saw him do so many times during his time in Texas and gives up the long ball. Well, it's time for us to hit the exits here. You can find our work all week long at theathletic.com. Get the windup, our daily newsletter from Levi and Ken in your mailbox each weekday for absolutely free. You can subscribe to The Athletic for $2 a month for your first year by going to theathletic.com slash baseball show. And later today on the Athletic Baseball Show feed, the great Sarah Langs joins Jason Stark and Doug Glanville on Starkville. May is ALS Awareness Month, and Sarah just launched uh, hashtag fist bumps for ALS to raise awareness and money for ALS research and project ALS. Uh, we wish all the best to Sarah. Happy belated birthday to her, and uh, enjoy this episode of Starkville. It's a good one. Levi is on Twitter at 32EFUS. I'm at Stephen J. Nesbitt. We'll be back on Thursday for more of What's on Deck. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.